Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 43, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Santos. 2017. Oh, yeah, man. It's the first one of the year. I don't know yeah. why I didn't think of it. First one of 2017, kicking it off. <sighs> Fucking hey, man. It's, yeah. It's going to be a crazy wild ride this it year. It is going to be a fucking crazy wild ride. Yeah, I know. It's, um, yeah, we'll see what happens, right? I'm kind of like switching up my news channels. That's been a, that's been my biggest thing lately is I just can't like, I'm usually just your run of the mill fucking liberal read the New York times every day fucking thing. And I just can't, I can't fucking take it anymore. So I got to find some new channels. Yeah. What are you thinking? Breitbart. I don't know what the fuck. I don't. I'm lost, to be honest with you. And to, and what it's doing is I'm of I'm avoiding it, right? Um, I'm not. I'm just. I'm looking at. I'm flipping through headlines. I'm just like, oh, I can't fucking take. I'm like, I can't take another one. I can't take another thing that says transition team in it. Like I'm gonna shit myself, right? So I go to Quora, you know, I go to Quora and I read about like, I read about like 14 year olds problems. Right. What do I do if a girl who likes me, like if, if I like a girl and she doesn't like me back, what do I do? That's, that's what I'm reading now. You you move the fuck on. That's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm reading though. Instead of reading about the new EPA pick. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no joy no joy to be had from the more you know about that shit it's a it's not it's dark days and i'm a and i'm a kind of a news junkie so yeah so i'm a little bit in limbo there i've gotten you know what i've done though um is i've gotten a little bit on the frost tip and gone um gotten the kindle rocking a little bit more nice yep and uh here excuse me, i'm gonna fix this microphone sorry everybody um that's all sounding all fucked up. Sorry. Um, I got the Kindle going and I got the, um, I'm doing some audiobooks too. Cool. Yeah. Giving that a go. Um, cause like I said, I just have not been, you know, the time that's normally spent reading. Um, I, I have white space now cause I'm not reading right. like, so newspaper did, articles. Speaking so. of reading, did you get to the stuff you were hoping to over the holidays? No, nope. no. Um, what I wanted to read over the holidays was um, in all is, that bloody cheek. Yeah. Um, do you know? Do you know this one? No, I don't think so. That seems unlikely. Um, of all the bloody cheek, that's it. Seems unlikely that you don't know that. Um. Because it's, I, I find that hard to believe. Um, you you may have to take a look if you have a down minute while we're doing this. Um, because that's, because to be honest, I feel like it came from you. Or if it didn't. No, I don't think so. Oh, look at this. Am I going to fucking hep you to a fucking badass crime book? Oh, dude, this will be rad. I will be so fucking psyched if I if this happens to me. I don't think I've ever heard of this before. Oh, dude. Yes. It's got like quotes from Lee Child uh talking about how awesome it is though. So Yeah. 
Frank McAuliffe, huh? Yeah. Yep. S- spelled in like the, a serious old Irish way. Yeah. Um, it's like McAuliffe. Frank McAuliffe, which they probably changed at Ellis Island to like the McAuliffe spelling that like we would know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're right. But, um, well, at any rate, I, I wish I had uh, a report on that, but I, I never, I never got to that. Um, I need to tell you, man, with, with a toddler and like, you know, having family in and you got to cook. Nobody does dick in my house. Like no, nobody like (laughs) if, if there's a potato that needs to be purchased from a store and peeled and cooked, then mashed, then the pot cleaned, then the pot put away that all that entire sequence is, is fucking yours. Truly. Right. I can count on zero help from zero humans. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a restful time for me. It won't be too I'm much longer pissed. before you can get Jack involved in cooking. Oh man, I've I've got him. I get him up on the counter, and he's in the mix all the time. So I'm slowly building like a Spartan slave of a like cooking child. Right, like That's I'm, awesome. I'm gonna like lock him in the kitchen. So speaking of cooking and all things culinary. Um, have you heard of this place in town in Minneapolis called the Herbivorous Butcher? Yes. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Like, I am not, um, as readers can, uh, our listeners can guess, uh, it's a vegan butcher shop, um, which, you know, that doesn't, no, it's, you know. Right. It's an oxymoron. Thank you. Um now that this is from a person like I actually I like fake meat a lot. Like there's a lot of fake meat that I dig. Like those fake chicken patties, like the Beyond Chicken things. Yeah, like yeah, at Whole, at Whole Foods and the nuggets and yeah. st- I love that shit because you get all up in the fucking ranch with it, and you know that you're not eating like toenails and <laughs> like ass. You know, yeah. So you get the enjoyment of the chicken nugget without the like, dude. I wonder what the fuck this is. Right. So I I dig that about fake. I meat. mean, you can get like, like Applegate Farms or whatever, like some organic chicken nuggets. Dude, it may be organic, but it doesn't mean it's not the organic ass. <laughs> I'm not fucking eating. I suppose that's true, but I mean, when you eat those things, it's like you can tell it's higher quality chicken. You can tell it's higher quality, and I'm not going to say I don't feed them to my kid. Like, I'm not going to say, and I'm not going to say I don't eat them. Like, I do, but I'm just saying, like, there's a place for fake meat for me. Um, I had, like, I met that, and this is not to talk trash in that business at all. I know nothing about it, um, except for like just like a a bummer like exchange at the farmer's market where he was like, I, you know, I'm just making my way around the farmer's market, getting whatever the fuck I need. And he's like, you know, fucking bow tie mustache, super fucking bright and shiny right up on my face with his fucking Satan. Like, and I was like, really? Oh, at ease, darling. Yeah. Like <laughs> at fucking ease. Like I am just rolling through here. Like I do not need you attacking me with whatever fucking like your shit is. Like I, I get it. I can see it. If I need it, I'll come fucking find you, but don't come at me with that, bro. Right. 
Uh, he he just thought you looked like a kindred spirit, Sandos. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure that must have been it. Yeah, so, let me go find this dude that's old enough to be my dad. So uh, we went over there the other day, you know, a bunch of, bunch of us from work, and uh, bought $200 worth of stuff, like sampled just about everything that they have, including they have sandwiches, hot and cold. They have um, Sri Rasha brats. They have... Um, you know, pepperoni sticks, they have all this stuff and it's all, you know, made out of various soy, seitan, you know, or sorry, um, wheat gluten, wheat, gluten, a soy. lot of it, a lot of it is like gluten free as well. So a lot of it must just be made out of soy. soy. Now I personally love tofu. Mm. Uh, I'm a huge fan of tofu. Me too. Huge fan. Um, I love tofu, you know, a little less seitan, but you know, same here. Uh, and I also love a lot of the ethnic dishes that I still eat to this day are the veg- are the ones that I discovered when I was vegetarian. So yep. chana masala, yep, um, matar paneer, you know, all those like there's really good. There's no shortage of good vegetarian foods from other cultures out oh, there. Oh, and I agreed completely. Uh, Ethiopian oh, veggie yeah. platter, you know, Dude. you're you're styling. Oh yeah. So. I personally, um, so long story short, I thought all this stuff was really gross. Like, just not. Are you serious? That's yeah. a bummer. I thought it was all really tasteless. Oh, God, I'm really surprised to hear that. Uh, you know, there were things like, supposed to be like Korean ribs, and it would just be, so, someone said that like it tasted like cat food, basically. It tasted and smelled like cat food. Oh, um, not a good. I don't even think it was that good, honestly. But um, <laughs> anyways, I don't, I don't mean to like, I'm Slag. sure there are lots of vegan people who think this place, I don't know. I don't know that I would have thought that this place was that amazing when I was uh, vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. Um, and there weren't options like this out there, you know, back in the nineties when I was vegetarian and vegan, but we just like made other other food, you just got creative or well, you, you went to like vegetables. ethnic yeah use vegetables exactly yeah and things like that and i don't know i've just seen there was a this place called firecracker chinese in san francisco in the 90s when i lived there right across the street from my house and they had a dish that was big like pillowy chunks of tofu and really big like shiitake mushrooms stirred together and they called this dish like vegetarian comfort food. I think there's things like that that you can do. Like if you're creative and you understand the palate, uh, you know, well, and how to put things together in interesting ways, absolutely. you can get that same satisfaction and you don't have to go eat something that's like a bunch of gelatinous glop. That and like really you're, not that good for you. Yeah. Like that shit, true. that shit will tear you up. Like I, if when I like get after, like if I'm starving, like I've plenty of times been known to like get after like a whole fucking box of those chicken nuggets or like a whole like slab of the fake um, lunch meat. You know what I mean? I'll yep. eat a whole fucking thing of those and I, I got problems for hours. <laughs> oh, it's seriously. Oh, run for the border, man. I wonder if you Danger. do you have like a soy, like maybe. a soy sensitivity or something? Potentially, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm talking about eating like way too fucking much. So, right, like I do everything. Like, yeah. if I maybe had like enough for one person, I probably would be all right. But yeah, I get fucked up with that shit. But what I do not get fucked up from is uh, 
Well, speaking of vegetarian spots in Minneapolis, spot you turned me on to is Peninsula. Oh, yeah. They make their own tofu there. Yeah. That is the best tofu I've ever had. Yeah. It's silky when it needs to be. It's like deep fried and crunchy and amazing when it needs to be. They do the big puff for the soups. Yep. They do that place. That yeah. tofu is unbelievable. Yeah. Peninsula's money. That oh. place is super good. You can go, you can never eat a piece of meat in that place and be styling. For sure. That, I, the amount of people that I encounter, even people that I know eat a lot in that neighborhood that have never gone to that place, I'm shocked. I don't get it either. I'm like, you can roll, like, you can, it's right there. It's huge. Yeah. It's amazing. It says Malaysian cuisine on the outside of it. They have a full bar. It's, you can be in and out of there in, in half an hour. They're one, it, like that place is sure. so good. The the Hainanese chicken there is yeah. amazing. It's the best in town for it's sure. It's the best in town. It's that place is so good. Yeah, yeah, I really love that place. It's good. So let me, while we're talking about eating, let me yeah, let me tell you what this. I got here. Um, so I went. Um, uh, I was in Seattle last week, and I went to Salumi, which um somebody somebody's gonna know more about this than me but it's a batali uh, the way i understand it and this could be fucking totally wrong but the way i understand it was that mario batali's dad has always made made I, I don't know the difference between salami and salumi i don't fucking know but this is salumi do you know um is it the plural of salami oh jesus salamis I don't fucking know. Let's, let's, let's look this up real quick. Take a look. But anyway, um, the way I understand the story is... Salumi versus salami. The Italian equivalent of charcuterie is referred to as affettati, while salumi generally refers to salted and dry cured meats. Salumi, plural, is salami. Oh. Uh, look at you. Salam, sal, no, sorry. Salam, salami... Pearl is salami, is a cured sausage made from ground pork and is a type of salumi. So salumi is the category of cured meats. And salami okay. is one of... Salami with an E, S-A-L-A-M-E, is singular for salam. Maybe it's salam and then plural is salami. Jesus Christ. I still don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. So... <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this is, um, this is Mario Batali's dad. Nice. Um, it is, uh, I forget, it's in like Pioneer neighborhood, um, on the edge of kind of not far from Koreatown. Okay. Um, and this is all he does is make, make the, make the salami. So Jesus. they've got, uh, half a dozen, eight types of salami at any given time. Um, you go in, you get, you know, a sandwich. There's a table that seats eight people and that's it. Um, and you get like, there's, you get a salami on bread with, with some, you know, maybe some peppers and onions and, right. and that's it. Real simple, super simple. Yep. And then you get the salami to go. So, um, so we got, that's the, the fennel, the finocchio. Nice. And black peppercorn. 
Um, and then, and they're killer. Like it's it's this is really really good. It's some of the best. I don't know if I've had better. Yeah, I don't know if I've had better. Um, this one in the middle is a hot sopressata. The one on the end is the one that will knock your socks off. It's a mole, um, salami, which is it's it's fucking amazing. Um, it's it's really really great. So. Anybody, I, I can't recommend Does this it. place do mail order? I'm almost positive because the very first time I had it. Because um, this is, it's unreal how how different this is from like going to a high-end market here and getting like whatever the. Yeah. You're like this is a, like head and shoulders completely different than anything I've ever had. Isn't it? Um, it's an, It's incredible, isn't it? Like. It's um, the fat content, like is even the texture. The texture is yeah. incredible. Like wow. I've I've never, I've never had um, I've never had salami like this before. And the flavors, like the the spices, are they do like a citrus one. Um, that that mole one is probably the one that they're most well known for because it's so interesting. People don't, you know, salami is like this type of cured meat is an Italian way of making cured meats. You know what I mean? And mole is obviously a Mexican, um, ground chili pepper spice. It's amazing. It's the best I've ever had. So yeah, the first time I had it was in San Francisco and, and I don't remember if somebody shipped it to us just from Seattle or whatever. Um, or if it was a gift basket or something, they got to be doing fucking mail order though. And I'll tell you what, I'll definitely do it. I'll definitely do the mail order, right. um, for sure. I these got just wrapped in a sack and thrown in my suitcase, and just looked like three enormous dildos when they were coming through the thing. I looked on the X-ray when they were going through, and I was, and I was like, I wonder what they're gonna say about that. And on I went with my with my salami. Yeah, there's a thing for online ordering. So. Oh, killer! Really? Yeah. Fucking rad. Yeah. I honestly I can't recommend it highly enough. Like this, this shit is it's unreal. Isn't it amazing? Like it's it's honestly it's the best I've ever had. Um, and it's not crazy expensive. I don't think. Like. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I feel like I, you know, like a salami, foot and a half long salami. I feel like was like it was less than thirty bucks. You know, and that's like the whole fucking thing hanging in the window, fucking big salami stick. You know what I mean? It's like two inches in diameter, big ass fucking salami stick. It was like twenty five bucks or something. Like what? How how can it be cheaper than that? So. It's uh, they have a salami duo. You can get one salumi salami, salam. I guess. Jesus Christ! One salumi salam. Must be like the house. Their whatever their house is. One, finocchionia, finocchiona. Yep. Otherwise, the the next selection up is uh, you can get a twelve pack. Jesus. And that has the mole, 
an oregano, the soprasetta, uh, a sinap y pepe, which is a mustard, a winter. A that smoked, one was amazing. That paprika. mustard. Yeah. Mm, that mustard one was unbelievable. Twelve fucking salamis, though. And then they have other a lamb prosciutto, mm. a pancetta, culatello, copa. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. And they got like you know you can get like you can get a Coke, a Sprite, or a Peroni, or there's a glass of water. Here's a paper mm. napkin sit at the table or get the fuck out of here. And wow. there's a line around the thing. I So if you either Google Salumi Seattle or you go to triple dub Salumi cured meats.com uh, and you click on online orders in the top nav, you can uh, check out the list of stuff. And let me tell you, it is worth it. Do it. It's no joke. It's fucking, it's the best I've ever had. Um, yeah, it was good. It was nice being in Seattle. I love it up I, there. I wonder why Seattle of all places. Yeah, who knows? I don't know if dudes up there got a sailboat and making fucking salami. Oh, dude, you know what? Not to just completely change the subject, but fucking R.I.P. today, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Oh, fucker went down for the last time. See you later. Um, I, I rest in peace. I guess. Um, I mean, he. I, I obviously as a kid growing up, like that's all I did was Superfly Snook and my brother, right? Um, and any other motherfucker I, that I could try and put the fucking Superfly. I, I do it to Jack now. I Superfly Snook at him. You know, <laughs> like that's a standard fucking move, right? Which is nothing more than just a belly flop on top of somebody. Um, but as I was reading the um. As I was reading the, uh, come uh, on, the obit. Thank you. Um, turns out, like for years, he's been suspected of often his wife. What? Yeah, it's and it was like she was beaten to death in some like shit hotel room. Jesus. And he's like, no, she fell. And then the only way he was off was that like his defense attorney was able to make the case that he was. Not fit to stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. of all the hits the shots, the shit. fucking noggin or whatever. Right. So you kind of like, all right, well, whatever. But Superfly Snooker, um, is ain't flying anymore. But so, yeah. All right, so we're we're quite a ways in here. We yeah, Jesus Christ, we haven't even the episode. talked about it. I know we're fucking rambling so, on here. I don't have. For what it's worth, like my shit is pretty tight. Good. Um, so uh, good, because mine's not right. <laughs> the uh, theme for this episode was um, we both decided to check out a whole bunch of the new Netflix series. Easy with whole bunch. Yeah. A uh, couple weeks ago, I logged into Netflix, and in the Netflix originals, they're just blowing that thing up with new series. It's crazy. It's insane. It's not just new series. It's new documentaries. New comedy specials, new movies. I I ended up checking out something I thought was a new series, and it turned out to be a movie. So I'll talk about that. Um, but I uh, so I've been watching quite a bit of those. And the thing that's insane. But right before you came over, I was 
reading an article about the 25 most anticipated shows from this this uh, news site was talking about of 2017, and the amount of stuff that's coming out is just insane. So on, on Netflix. Or, or are you just, just saying just all around? So okay. when you think of like, there's a whole bunch of new stuff coming out. Uh, uh, speaking of wrestling, uh, Genji Kohan, who did Weeds and Orange is the New Black, yeah. has a, a drama coming out about Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Did she really? From the 80s. Pretty rad. So she's doing that. I mean, just the amount of series that are coming back on. Think Fargo. Leftovers, Better Call Saul, <laughs> um, you know, just name every amazing show you've been waiting to come back on TV. And they're like, there's tons of shit coming back. Fucking leftovers. So the point is like, you just don't have time to waste watching a bunch of like bunk shows on Netflix that, you know, you don't know if they're good or not. Yes. So we're here to hip you to the shows on Netflix that you should be checking out. And the ones that you need to give a hard pass. Correct. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and you're a good, like, you, you've, I'm, I'm thinking that you've worked through a few more than me. Um, I know, um, I don't know. How, how do you want, how do you want to start this off? You want me to go with one? That's, yeah. Why don't you, you want me to go with one? pick one up? All right. So, um, this is one I'm in favor of, very much in favor of, um, and would say, you know, as you as you put it up against all of your, you know, like Eric was saying, like all of your favorite um, series, you know, it's I, I'm I'm not going to put this up against like um, you know leftovers or Better Call Saul, but but maybe I would, you know, depending on your mood, like you don't, you're not, uh, you know, always into whatever, but this, this, um, series bloodlines, Mm. um, struck a real chord with me. Um, I have a real love for, I went through a, a Florida, a Southern, like there's a very sub sub genre of crime that takes place in Southern Florida. Um, that I went through like a phase of like Florida crime for a while that I got super into and like, it's based, well, our man, um, what's his face in the jumpsuit is in Florida. Uh, the, uh, with the, with the teeth, the fake teeth, um, the whole series of books, the will is it? Wilford? Oh yeah. Charles Wilford. Yeah. Um, Wilford wrote, wrote a lot about Florida. Oh yeah. It's pretty much exclusively. Yeah. Um, but the series of the, the guy with the fake teeth and he always wore a jumpsuit and his fucking daughter hated it. It's one of, he's one of my favorite fucking detectives of all time. And he'll, his name will come to mind. Anyway, I have a real soft spot. Is that the guy who's the detective in Miami blues? Yeah. Who kills the, goes after No, no, no. Who breaks the thumb? The, the, not the Alec Baldwin character who is the criminal. But is it the guy who ends yes. up taking him down? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It's been so, it's seriously been like 20 years since I've read those books, probably. Yeah. And I've read all of them. And it's been that long for and me. And I didn't too. realize that he had the same detective through a lot of those books. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense, though. He's one of my favorites because he's like quirky. <laughs> he 
these ways that make no sense. Like, like he goes through this period where, um, where he Hulk Mosley, fucking Hulk Mosley, and my so, man. So people aren't going to believe this, but I reached behind my chair because I brought these in. That just literally <laughs> came out of your ass. You literally just pulled I, it out. I of your have ass. these like, um, I have these old school noir paperbacks that I brought in one t- like. <laughs> A year ago or something to show DeSantos, and I left the Miami Blues one, and the other, I left them all in here actually. But the, I happened to have I kn- knew the Miami Blues one, which is but if anyone hasn't read oh. Miami Blues by Charles Williford, or if you haven't seen the movie with a very very young Alec Baldwin, uh, very as, sexy as the character Freddie Frenger, uh, quote Junior is his nickname. Um, it's an amazing. Amazing book. Oh, you blow really through it in no time. And like the crazy details about like Hoke Mosley, like he just makes him like the quirkiest character. Anyhow, sorry for the digression. Um, so bloodlines, bloodlines. Um, the thing that endeared me to, you know, I mean that endears me to most stories, but to. And are you talking? You're talking season one at this point. I'm talking season one explicitly. Okay. Um, and I'll talk about season two a little bit. Um, so it, these characters are um are very well developed. Um, they're very well layered, and as far as a series goes, over the first season, they do a great. Their foreshadowing is phenomenal it's written so well where like in episode one we're seeing things that have unfolded in the in in the season finale so they're given up the they're giving it up you know what i mean and you're left to kind of piece things together as it goes along um the story is follows this um prominent family in the florida keys that starts a resort becomes very successful and the family is very well known in the keys. And there are one of the brothers in the family. It's a family of five. Um, one of the daughters dies when she is, uh, is young in her, maybe she's 10 years or older, something like that. She dies while she's out on a boat trip with her eldest brother, who then, you know, kind of um, suffer his relationship with the rest of the family suffers as a result of that, and it's a very unfortunate circumstance. Um, one of the brothers becomes a hot shit cop running for sheriff. Um, one of the other brothers is kind of the hothead running the boatyard. The sister is um, like super sharp attorney that decided to kick it and stay back in Florida and avoid offers in New York and other places like very sharp. And, but like everybody has a very strong draw to the family and, uh, the family's, uh, the matriarch is Sissy Spacek. Who's really great. Yeah. She's great in that role. Um, now have you, have you, have you seen, seen the entire first season? Okay. Started watching the second season and bailed after I think, Two episodes. Yeah, motherfucker. So you're at the same spot as me. So um, would you agree season one is really- Season one is really good. It's really good. I think good. it's definitely worth watching. Right? I mean, and it's yep. and did it, it scratched all your crime itches. 
Yeah, for sure. Right. And it's good. didn't feel like good writing and good writing, really good acting. Um, really good acting. I think it's everyone extremely well cast. Everyone watches it because of coach Taylor. Yeah. And what, who, the guy who ends up stealing the show is the older brother. That's right. Uh, who's the Australian guy who's an actor whose name I don't know, but he's been around in a lot of stuff and is now in Rogue One. He's like the main antagonist in Rogue One. Holy fuck. He's the guy. I just put it together. He's in the Nick Cave movie that he plays a guy. He looks like he's fucking. Yeah, yeah that guy's years. Australian. Yeah. He, 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 he looks like he's 70 years old in that Nick Cave movie. Hmm. Um, I forget the name of it. So I, I love that movie. I, I never put that together. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. He's Australian. He's he, yeah. what he's he's really strong. He still absolutely steals the show. Um so you know I would say if you're looking for something that you're not afraid you know that you may want to just dip in and check out for a bit. Season 2 um to be fair, I I have not given it its you know just desserts. I I haven't I haven't really like put the time in on it. Season two is hard, man. That's uh, like, I feel, I feel for anybody going into season two, I feel like you need to have, you need to have a season two game plan before you write your pilot for season one. Right. In a way. Like, I mean, I know you're trying to get like, you're just trying to get your show made, but if you buy, if once your shit gets bought off, start figuring out season two, because it's a, it's a problem for sure. So For a lot of shows, yeah. You know what? If you if you can get past season two, man, then you know who knows what can happen. Um, but Bloodlines, anyway. Yeah. Please do check it out. Um, it's it's super rich locations production. Yeah. It's really good. Um, it's really well edited. It's extremely well yeah. cast. It shows it's, you a part of the world that most people aren't familiar with. It's very comfortable too. I love that about it too. Is that you know it's small town. Uh, crime that's not like Stephen King in Maine type of shit. You know what I mean? Um, and um, in complex characters yeah. that you love and hate. So I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna skip the obvious one that I think we've both watched and go to another one, which is um a series of unfortunate events. Oh, just came yeah. out. Like this is hot off the presses on Netflix. So the Lemony Snicket series of books for kids really dark really uh messed up i someone posted to twitter the other day and like this totally makes sense when you listen to the music and stuff on the show that the g- guy who wrote this series actually plays accordion in um uh what do i call it uh the magnetic fields you're kidding yeah and and he sorry say that again he plays a part no, the guy who wrote the books. The guy who wrote the books? Yeah. Is the guy from the Magnetic Fields? Yeah. No. He plays at least plays the accordion. Or plays the accordion, yeah. whatever. Anybody part in the, of magnetic the Magnetic Fields. fields yeah. Holy shit. And when shit. you listen to the music, like the theme song for the show, like you can see it's really, really influenced by the Magnetic Fields. Rad. Um, wow. It is, is, is that a Cumberbatch fucking? Uh, no. This no? Because um, I saw the- Neil I Patrick just... Harris plays the- but like oh, Count okay. Olaf, who's the main bad guy who yep. these three orphans end up going to live with. And Joan Cusack plays this judge who lives across the street. Anyways, I watched so they the f- throw down. They th- yeah. threw down for fucking Each episode acid. is like an hour or so long. And I have to say, it's 
shockingly good. It's like really entertaining. It's really witty. It's a little too dark for like, I watched it with my six year old and it was a little too scary for her. Like she loved it. She's going to ask where it lands. She loved it and was very entertained, but I think there were points where it was a little too dark. And uh, (laughs) Patrick Warburton plays Lemony Snicket, who does this really like postmodern style of narrating where he will like pop up and appear throughout. It reminded me of like, um, like a really, if like, Wes Anderson and Tim Burton like had a bastard love child. Like that's what this show reminds me of. Interesting. Cause it's like impeccably designed, but it's really dark and really messed up. Wow. Uh, and it's just shot in this really interesting way and it's super entertaining. And Neil Patrick Harris is amazing, of course. And there's a couple like musical kind of elements to it. Cause he plays this guy who fancies himself like the world's greatest actor. Okay. And, like this super handsome dashing debonair like uh playboy and who's anything but uh, you know <laughs> right. so which is always funny and he has this sort of like messed up troop of actors slash henchmen that follow him around and do his bidding um fun it's really good super entertaining if you have like i would say older kids like nine to kind of tween years it's awesome. Roll. Or or you, if you have kids who've read the books, you should definitely check it out. Nice. Nice one. Um do you know um about the documentary called Zoo? No. I'm trying to remember if this is a um a Netflix produced film or not. I I haven't pulled it up yet. Um, Zoo is a um, is the second documentary that I know of um, about bestiality. Whoa! Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, I forget the name of the first one. Uh, the first, I mean, the first one is like on the level of like production value of like chicken hawk which we're which going I definitely have seen you have seen that the nambla um i think because zoo um i i've been under the impression that zoo was a netflix original and and i could be totally wrong on that um and it's quite old it's it's got to be six or seven years, eight years old at this point. Um, but it's really uh, a great film. Um, and I was under the impression that that was a Netflix original, but I'm not seeing it on there. You're not. Now I, here's a good question. Like how do you search for Netflix originals? Um, when you're what's, what's your, what's the, what's the fucking deal? Um, Cause so, I'll tell you what I do. Cause I only watch it on the Apple TV is I just flick around until I see like the fucking Netflix, the red Netflix thing at the top, which is not a very fucking scientific way of. So it came out in 2007. Yeah. Which is, I think long before Netflix was actually doing independent content. Oh, you know what? That's true. I've never even heard of this though. So this is like, oh, you gotta see this is this some fucking serious thing. fucking deep cuts. This is a way deep cut. You gotta see this motherfucker. 
And listeners, please. Starring Coyote as himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, this Coyote must be on the screen a lot because they give him a credit on IMDb. You um, listeners uh, find Zoo and watch it. Um, it's a documentary about um, about people that have sex with animals and they talk openly about it and it's you know um it's fucking fascinating you know it's different than chicken hawk of course because there are and there's a they look at the life of a man in washington who died as a result of an unusual encounter with a horse that's how they i forget what so i don't know if he got kicked or if he got his dick ripped off Probably both. I think he got. I don't. I forget what happened to him. It sounds like a non-consensual situation. Then <laughs> it does. Or you know, I don't know. Maybe the horse was. Horses are fucking big, man. Maybe the horse was down and just he took a fucking shot to so, you know. I don't know. Guess what the box office gross was on this thing. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. Um 120,000. Nope. That that I think these people would have been pleased if they got that. No. Ironically. Less than that. It's a very ironic number. It's less than $120,000. Mm-hmm. How could it be less than that? What is it? 69,000. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Fucking $69,000 yeah. is how much you raked in at the box office. I'm sure it cost way, way more than that to make, but. Uh, you can't make anything for sixty nine grand. Holy shit. It's so fucking good, though. Um, check it out. Sorry. Uh, off the topic of, of Netflix, um, I thought it was a Netflix flick, but. So uh, where, where are you at on, like, British crime and British sort of procedural shows. All right. Here's where I'm at. Um, I've, I, I, I've like fallen guilty as, as I think a lot of people have to the start and crap out halfway mark. So, cause before we even started doing this podcast, you had recommended a few to me that the fall. Yep. Um, broad church. Might have been another one. Broad Church. The Fall. The Fall. Is that the one where. The Fall is like the best one I've seen. The Woman far. Detective. Jillian it's Anderson. Always Raining. Um, probably. There's a dude. Um, Serial killer. It, yeah. Um, Who's the guy who went on to be on um, 50, in Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, That's in like season three right now, by the way. Yeah. That always came highly recommended from you, and I, um, you know, so I... So if you couldn't make it through that, you should not watch this show that I'm about to recommend. Well, I can I can make it through it. It's just fucking, you know how timing, sometimes timing doesn't yeah. work out, you know what I mean? Because nope. Bloodlines, I started a long time ago, and I was like, ah, fuck this thing. And then I started back up knowing that we were going to be doing this, right? and... Sucked right in. I was yeah. done. So I mean, it's you know, it's all right on. It's all timing. But what do you got though? What do you? Uh, there's a new show out that just is hot off the presses once again called Paranoid, uh, and it is a British fucking heard us. Uh, British 
sort of procedural, very much in the same vein as if you were, were a fan of Broadchurch and you were a fan of the fall, like this is for you. And I'm a procedural, yeah. like I love a And I'm going to say this is not for everyone. Like if you can't get enough of those kind of shows, you should go for this show. If you don't like or you're not sure if you like, move on to other stuff. Uh, it's got Indira Varma, who is the um, sort of, I don't know whether she's Indian or Pakistani, but, you know, from that part of the world, famous uh, British actress at this point. She's in Game of Thrones. She's the one who kisses the uh, Lannister daughter on the mouth. Maybe, gotcha. maybe I shouldn't give that part away, but if, no, you, no, yeah, if yeah, people yeah, aren't yeah. totally caught up on that. But you know who I'm talking about. I do. She's the from... Uh, Dorn or whatever. Yeah, she's very, very, very hot. Yeah. In fact, I think she was like, I haven't seen this, but I just know because of like connections that were made when she was in Game of Thrones. I think she's in like that movie Kama Sutra or whatever. Um, yeah, she's like illegally hot. Like, yeah. You shouldn't even be able to be that fucking hot. Yes. So she plays a female detective in this, and basically the main protagonist, like if you look at the Netflix cover, she's on the cover of this thing. Um, but if you're a fan of British procedurals, check it out. Um, there's like a weird sort of um, killing that happens like in a park, um, in the playground actually, in like the middle of the day, and they're trying to like solve this thing, and it turns into this sort of like kind of weird international kind of conspiracy. It's it's outside of the norm. Like you're not getting your normal um, sort of crime. So it, it's definitely a new twist. And really? There's like drama and romantic weirdness and all sorts of stuff. So, okay. you know, for anyone who's a fan of those kind of shows, um, it's definitely square in, in the center of those shows. Uh, if you, like I said, if that's not your cup of tea. Uh, Maybe steer move clear on to something else. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's definitely my cup of tea. It's, knowing it's her for one, and, and not just because she's hot. I think she's, um, I think she's she's super talented. Got depth, and, amazing, and super actress. talented. Yep. Yeah, and um, and also I love a procedural. Like I just I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean I, I used to watch in the before Netflix had so much content. I used to watch like. From the 90s, like British procedural cop shows with like horrible acting and like not very good plots. Oh, like, yeah. You know. Oh, before, yeah. Before like I, I feel like we were in one of, you know, the BBC and British television has like come into its own and they're doing amazing, amazing stuff at this point. Crazy and shit. It's on, on par, if not a lot of it better than American television. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. But there was a time where it was not – no, it was terrible. Serious second rate shit. And dude, I still watched all those. Dude, you know what I do for fucking here's a an, an admission for comfort viewing. If I need to like get to sleep or I'm bummed or I don't know what to watch and I just want to like be cradled in the arms of fucking a soft fucking something. I watched the fucking Poirot oh, murders, yeah. the Agatha right. Christie. Did you that series that BBC? Yeah, it's fucking. I mean, all terrible. that like masterpiece crime and murder shit. That's the stuff I'm talking about. There was another yes. show with like a guy who was a like profiler slash psychologist, um, Robeson Green. Is yeah, the name yeah, of yeah. The, 
actor. He was in like three um Blood on the Wire was one of them and like some other shows. They're terrible. He was in like two or three shows in a row. It's funny because like they're they're kind of terrible in their own way, but at the same time, they're amazing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're exactly right. Like they're terrible because they're they're you know, the arc is like, you know, everyone is pretty much the fucking same. You know what I mean? Something crazy happens, this happens, this turns up. Solved in by, 59 By minutes. American TV standards, American audiences would find them really boring. Because there's no, like, there's no gun battles. There's no, like, it's all about, it's all very, like, cerebral. Cerebral, yeah. yeah. Nobody's watching that fucking boring shit. No tits, no fucking explosions. <laughs> right. Fuck that I, British shit. I think it's awesome. I that love guy, it too. Robeson Green, is an amazing actor. Oh, I love it, too. Yeah. And he plays, like, a really charismatic protagonist in... The couple series that I've seen. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the kind of meat of this discussion here, which is what do you got? Let's yeah. talk about the OA. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll be under, um, like, I'll be short on ammunition. Uh, just so you know, I've seen only like, I've only seen like the first two episodes. Okay. After the first two episodes is where I feel like it really starts to pick up. Oh, really? I, it feels I like say, it because it I feels was, like it's about to. I was very intrigued by the first episode because I was like, "What is this?" Loved it that I'm watching. Loved it. Like, I'm not even sure like what this thing is and how cool they roll the title at 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so rad, right? Yeah. Like we're finally acknowledging the depth of a of of this episodic sort of right. way of storytelling right um i am uh i think i'm about to start in the sixth episode okay so i haven't fully completed yet but i'm far enough in to know that like it's definitely worth watching the whole thing um well yeah i mean christ i i feel that way already right um well, I think it just gets better and better and better from where you're at. Ooh. So you have you've got some good times ahead of you. So I'll tell you that I did put the brakes on because Beth just got back um from a long trip and I was like, ah, this is shit we can watch together. Yeah. So yeah, I've been going back and forth on whether it was something that Nicole would like or not. I feel like if you are into the leftovers, you would totally be into this show. Right. Which, That's you know, like I my, love my, the leftovers. My nearest yes. comparison. Me too. So it's like for anyone who loves the leftovers, like I think you should watch this. That's show. why the first thing that I was loving about it is like, there's all this weird shit that we don't know about. I'm like, this is in the leftovers is like my favorite fucking thing. I will say, unlike the leftovers, I feel like you get to resolution or clar- clarity around what's happening much faster in this. What's the um what's the uh that documentary fucking Marley Macy Marla May? Do you know this documentary? Did I say documentary? Yeah. Sorry. Um no, it it is not a documentary, yeah. but um the the drama, the yeah. cult dra- the, about a cult um that has uh John What's oh. his fuck from Winter's Bone? Um who I love. I know yeah. you love him too. You, Marley Macy, Martha, Martha May. Do you know, does this, any of this, does this ring a bell at all? No, but there, I have been watching, there's a Hulu show, that's a, but it's a series about a cult. It's not a movie. But I know the guy, oh, yeah. you're talking about the guy from Deadwood, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, who plays Saul on Deadwood and yeah. then was in Winter's Bone as like the brother yeah. of the Jennifer Lawrence character. And his unforgettable yeah. performance in Eastbound and Down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As the, also the brother. He's also again. the brother. He's always the brother. Um, Eastbound. So sorry. It's a digression. Um, but I, I think what I love about it is so that movie that I'm talking about, Marla, Marla Macy, Marla May, whatever, it is, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's really fucking good. So, uh, first of all, like, I haven't seen that. Isn't one of the massive um, thumbs up the, uh, what should we call it? Who are the, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an Olsen. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. Yep. Yep. Isn't yep. that? Yeah. Like the only one that's an actual human. Right. Is in it. The and one who isn't married to the prime minister. <laughs> It is of yeah. France. <laughs> yes. We're dating the prime minister of France. That's the creepiest shit. What the Have you seen the photos fuck? of them where she looks like she's been abducted? It's so crazy. She's got this like. Yeah. It's so crazy. I should say former prime minister of France. Former, yeah. Um. So recommend that very highly. But anything like, you know, hinging on the cultish, um, which in, in, as far as I am into the OA, this is uh, this is a cult story, right? You know, I'm I'm for all yeah. intents and purposes, I'm one episode in, and it's a cult story. Yeah, where I'm at now, right? Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, I no, will say I, it's, I, it's not a cult story. Cool. Yeah. Wow, that's I can see why you would think that where you're at. Well, but, why wouldn't like it's the it's they're leading the, you directly right. to that. the next episode is going to clear this up for you. Fascinating. Okay. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Um, it's, you, you know, it's got like the killer scenes with like her and her crazy, like fucking dog control and like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah there's, I, and what's also amazing is all of those side characters, their stories get really interesting and really well fleshed out as well. I'll tell you what in a I'm, way that like most series don't do. What I really liked is the character um, who is, you know, ultimately hateable, who's kind of the jock, bully, douche, drug dealer, kid. drug dealer guy yeah. that, I mean, that's, you know, and, and we end up, she ends up connecting with him and we start yep. to see another side of him. Uh, and and that's that's super interesting. That's a great way to develop a character that we don't yeah. see a lot. And I, I loved and that about. Also, you know who ends up being amazing? Who's a very atypical character is the w- woman from the Office who played Phyllis on the Office. The teacher who's the teacher. Yeah, her character ends up being really interesting, and she gives an amazing. performance. So that character continues. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, I can't wait to get back <laughs> in. Yeah. So. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, this is a, a series by um, a woman named Britt Marling and yes, Britt uh, Marling. D- directed who wrote and then also acts as the main character. Uh, That's the chick. The, the blonde it, chick is yeah. Britt Marling? Yeah. How fucking old so is she? She wrote it as well. Um, She's going to be fucking 30. collaboration with someone named Zal Batmanglage. Zal Batmanglage. Uh, this is evidently their third collaboration. Uh, it also has this actor who's been in a ton of things who you'll immediately recognize, who's a, a British actor named Jason Isaacs. Um, you haven't seen him yet. No, but that name, I know that name. He's the guy who played, do you remember that terrible Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot? Of course I do. So do you know the guy with the black hair who ends up being like, <laughs> yes. yeah, he's that guy. 
Got yeah, yeah. Jason Isaac. And he's been in all sorts of. He's been in yeah. one thousand, yes, one hundred, one thousand yes. fucking million movies. It's true. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, so he is in it, and he does a really stellar job. Cool. Uh, anyways, the OA I think is well worth watching if you're going to check out one of. Um, or if you only are going to check out a couple of the new Netflix series, I would definitely recommend the OA. I mean, this is caveated by saying, I'm assuming you are a human being who's been on this planet who has seen making of a murderer and stranger things. And, you know, we're talking about the things that you may not have seen here. Correct. If you haven't seen those things, you should like take a week off work and go watch making of a murderer and stranger things. Those are, those are required viewing. Um, so, I'll move on to another one that I think is nearly required viewing. Oh. Uh, which is The Crown. Have you watched The Crown? Uh, all right. Beth is fucking fighting <laughs> me to watch The Crown. It's She's so good. fighting me. It's so good. Is it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know why I'm doubting it, but like. It is amazing. No shit. Yeah. You should definitely be watching it. All right. I mean, it's like. Um, it has all of the things that like one likes about Downton Abbey without all the like bullshit of Downton Abbey. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, fucking a. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is about the how uh, many? This is 2016 before Queen Elizabeth becomes Queen Elizabeth, uh, and uh, it has this woman Claire Foy who plays the young, uh, you know, princess who becomes queen. Uh, it has the dude who is uh, an amazing actor who's a Scottish guy who plays the partner on Mad Men who then ends up killing himself in the Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He plays the um, king with the like speech impediment from the king's made famous in the movie The King's Speech. Yep. Um, it has Matt Smith who many, if you're a fan of Doctor Who, you will absolutely know who he is. He's amazing. And then it has, in a very inspired casting choice, John Lithgow as Winston Churchill. That's what I thought. Yeah. that's. I thought I remember seeing that. And, and in a weird way, it turned me off of it almost. Yeah. I mean, not. The, I don't know it's how, because John really, Lithgow, I mean. really fucking good. Um, yeah, You're going to okay. love it. Really? Yeah. Okay, killer. Absolutely. Awesome. Great. You well, should. And I can, I can, ladies love this show. Do of they? Of course. Yeah. You know. Because it has all that like intricate sort of family political drama royals. You get the crown yeah. shit in there, oh, like yeah. the royal, like Fuck yeah, all bitches. You love got the fucking power royal. woman, you know, who's like stepping into. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody loves the royal story. Um, all right, man. So I've got one done more. Done. Real quick. Um, I've got one in that. Okay. Well, no, Where I don't want to. Ju- no, you you go because okay. we have a new. Well, we were talking about. Oh potentially- yeah, yeah. Yep, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, uh, the last one for fans of sort of um, sci-fi. If you're like this, I would put this as like sci-fi as something like the X Files. It's sort of like political spy, sort of intriguey. Um, not like super sci-fi. So the premise of the show, it's a show called Travelers. It's a new Netflix well, You series. tell me about this one. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, stars Travelers Eric- is in, sorry, not to cut you off, but Travelers is in Travelers? Like- no, no. Oh, no, okay. This is entirely an, an invented term. Got it. I guess. Um, 
So, uh, Travelers, it has Eric McCormick, who is Will from Will and Grace, uh, who is uh, playing a very different role on on the series. It is a sci-fi concept where the concept is at the point someone is dying, people from the future can transport into their bodies, transport their consciousness into their bodies and take them over. And then, so all these people from the future are transporting themselves into the bodies of these people that they know they're like the time and moment of their death. So like just before these people die, they, these people transport their consciousness, take over their bodies and basically hijack their lives in order to influence events of the present. And they're, they're all working together in sort of this secret conspiracy to prevent this sort of catastrophic event that turned, um, the present into like a dystopian future. So they're trying to avoid these sort of almost cataclysmic ev- series of events. Terminator. Um, yeah. Terminator style. Um, um, so you're uh, so, sorry, just to clarify, they're coming as a person is about to die. They're like, they, all right, they figured out a way to transport their consciousness into these people's bodies. And like, and they're like, this fucker's, on, this fucker's right. He's only got an hour left. I'm going to use that hour to do this thing. Yes. To change the course of. No, then they basically take over this person's body and then they live. Oh, they live. In perpetuity or, you know, for a certain amount of time. Oh, so they just take over. Okay. Although there are a couple of cases, and not to spoil the show, where like someone, you know, they're doing research with very limited information. So there's one person who transports into someone's body who had sustained um, like a head trauma and had like limited abilities. Interesting. So like, nice. is transporting this person who has very circumspect and flawed health. Oh, that's cool. But then like this person comes in and who has like full intellectual capacity. capabilities and capacity. Yeah. And then, so there's this very jarring <laughs> thing with it. all of a sudden this woman is like fully capable of, you know, so anyways, there's some interesting twists and turns on it. And it, for anyone who is like a fan of speculative fiction or those kind of shows, um, I I think this is definitely your cup of tea. Recommend it. Uh, check it out. Travelers. That's brand new. A whole, the whole thing. Brand new. I think it's like a couple weeks old, probably. What are these people doing? So. Just like. I know. It's. I mean. It is insane. They're releasing at this point, like a month, they release like nine new s- series and like four or five movies. Um, Where's spe- that company based? Who owns that fucking, who owns Netflix? It's insane. The, like the amount of shit they're cranking out Amazon and Netflix, more so Netflix than Amazon, but Amazon too. Amazon too. Compared to the, the HBOs of the world, you know, who have like slow. Yeah. Cranking it out. Killer shit. But it's tough. But, but slow, uh, like Netflix is still privately, uh, it's publicly traded, but, um, speaking but of, you know who I just came across in the OA speaking, of which is the uh, dude from the night of that guy is suddenly everywhere. He was in star Wars rogue yeah, one. Oh yeah. He's yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. In, I saw him in, in the, the trailer. OA. Yeah. That was a fucking, that dude just blew he, up he overnight. Shit. Yeah. Right. For sure. Anyway, so we want to add a new, not that we've never been afraid to like call shit shit on this show, but 
wanted to add a new segment um, called Do Not Seek the Treasure. <laughs> Do not where seek we're the specifically treasure. spending some time trying to get you to avoid. And I would say the my herbivorous butcher segment was like do not seek the treasure yeah i actually had that in my notes is like this is part of do not seek the treasure but we just just started talking about it it was a nice segue into your amazing salumi yeah uh, section so i do have another pick which is for the section um but i'll let you go first i'll go first uh it covers both topics um netflix and uh, something I don't think that you should spend your time on, it, which is a bummer because I, it has uh, on paper this fucker is right, but the break, um, is I don't even know what that is a Netflix original. Uh, it's French, hmm. um, and it is a um. I don't know if I would call it uh, strictly a procedural, but it is um, da- damn close. Uh, is this a, like a French crime thing? Yeah. I saw this in the, whatever you want to call the Netflix interface these days, the carousel. Q of the carousel yeah. or whatever, yeah. So um, the, the premise is um, small town... Um, Murder, or we don't know, body shows up in the river. Uh, this detective has just moved back home from the city. He grew up in this small town. He has practiced, you know, he's plied his trade in a bigger venue. He's got some advanced skills, you know, further than what people in the small town have. And he shows up and what looks like an obvious suicide. He has questions about, Hmm. um, I watched four, five episodes and, um, it, it, cause I kept expecting it. Cause it's, cause I'm such a fuck. I'm like, well, it's subtitled in French. It's gotta be good. It's shot really well. It's gotta be good. It's fucking terrible because everything like the stereotypes are just like, they never, ever fucking leave. Like, it's like the guy, everyone does exactly what you expect them to do. Like the entrenched sheriff, whatever the fuck they have in France, the entrenched like police chief is like, don't go digging too far. And he's like, fuck you, man. I'm going to go as far as I can. Right. And then goes and like every, like it's, it just unfolds. Totally cliche. It just, it's unfolds. Like, I mean, it's so cliche and you're just like, you're waiting and waiting and waiting for something. Sounds like it unfolds like a shit filled diaper. (laughs) It does. It does. It's a bummer, man. Fuck the break. Fuck the break. It's, it doesn't. It's not shit. The thing never fucking delivers, and yeah. and fuck them for getting me with like their oh it's French because it's it's shot in France and it's a like I you know I was like I, I, that's interesting to me you know what I mean right. um for sure because it's small town it's out in the country it's in France and it's shot on location yeah, in the middle paper, of nowhere it sounds awesome right Shiza so my um pick for this section do not seek the treasure is a Netflix original movie called Spectral. 
And once again, on paper, this should be amazing. It's about um, like a special forces battalion who is in Moravia or like some part of, you know, um, you know, former Soviet Union um, dealing with a conflict over there. And uh, these like super badass special forces Marine guys start getting killed by this weird uh, sort of kind of spectral invisible kind of creature looking thing. And um, they bring in this like tech who designed these like sort of next gen kind of infrared goggles that allows them to even see this thing at all. And he's been developing, he works for DARPA and has been developing all these like next gen equipment and weapons and shit. Anyways, it total just don't, watch don't, it. Don't go. Don't watch it. It you know, it has even has decent actors in it. it. Has a couple like quite a few famous people that you'll know. It you know, should be decent. It is a piece of shit. <laughs> don't even bother watching this thing. It is just a waste of time. It sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah. It uh um, kind of, like I mean that the setup doesn't like if even if you even if you were if you were I, if you, you know, were pitching I, that favorably, I thought it was going to be I like a fucking problem. Like a, you know, what I thought it was going to be is like a hard military sci-fi show. I thought it was a series, and then I started watching the thing. I was like, oh, first of all, this is a movie. Yeah. Fuck. Second of all, like, oh, uh. <laughs> I I I actually quit it like twenty minutes. I mean, it was like. Post climax, definitely into denouement, but I was like, I don't even give right. a shit you, you, how right. this wraps up. Right. I could care less. <laughs> and it seriously had like some, it had like some A list act. It had one person who's definitely a, f- a woman who's an A list actor. Um, who? What's the British woman from the newsroom? What's her name? Oh, yeah. Anyways, she's in it. And then it has this guy that they've been trying to make happen for the longest time. Like I f- he was on an AMC show that got canceled after one season. He was in that movie about the Benghazi, um, you know, people trying to save the fucking embassy in Benghazi or whatever. Okay. What? 21 hours or what? 18 hours. Or oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was I in that, that. as yeah. like one of the guys. And, and this guy just like, it's this is the perfect part from because he played like an engineer as opposed to like he's never gonna make it as a leading man. No one's ever gonna like unfortunately, because we're the US is full of shallow pricks. Yeah. Like no one's ever gonna go for this guy as anything but like an intellectual <laughs> just because of the way he looks. Right, right. Um so anyways, spectral, skip it. Pass. Just big pass. Pass. So do you have anything for problems with closure? Oh, um, I I didn't give it any thought. Problems with closure. What are we? So what I want to talk about here was much anticipated, uh, specifically by me and most people that I know who love the show, much anticipated return of the show Sherlock. Speaking of Benedict. Oh, you love. Oh, my God. This show is. You love. Oh, my God. (laughs) It has returned in serious style. I have to give serious hats off to Mark Gaddis and um, the other guy who is the co-creator, whose name I'm blanking on, um, who do the show because 
There's never for one second of that show has there been a waiver of quality. What the f- It is just amazing. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. You know, especially considering Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. they're like are both very highly sought after actors that are doing all sorts of stuff. And they managed to get these guys back and just do amazing oh, shit. Those and they guys do are stuff working constantly. And the plot and the dynamics of these shows are things that you don't see in any sort of other series. Like really awesome wit, really original plots, amazing performances by both of them. The chemistry between the two of them is amazing. Um, I just think the show is one of the best shows in the history of television. Oh, and I don't think that's hyperbole. Um, and this new season is fucking on fire. We're, we're two episodes in. We're about to get a new episode tonight. Um, I'm, I'm, I bought a season pass through Amazon, so I don't think I'll get mine until tomorrow, but, uh, that should be for those who have BBC America every Sunday, you can watch the masterpiece, uh, BBC segment on Sunday evenings. Um, where, where can you watch the past seasons? Uh, you can watch them on Netflix. Actually. Netflix. Yeah. Okay. I've got at least a, f- I think two of them and then the Christmas special, um, uh, which was awesome. And, uh, Yeah. I think there's two or three seasons. I think we're in the fourth season right Yeah. Now. You know, so I think there's I, three I seasons watched, and a Christmas special. I watch because I love, I love Sherlock Holmes. Um, and when this first came out, you know, years ago, yep. what, four or five years ago, I was, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I love that dude from The Office. And, yeah. and who's this other dude? He looks handsome <laughs> and, like, looks like a good actor. And I watched – like two, three episodes. And I was like, this is fucking so good. Yeah. I loved it. And then, you know, See, like I just, yeah. I, I just, if you get through the first, the, the first season ends with the introduction of the Moriarty rivalry, right? Holmes right. Moriarty. And then the whole second season is all about that. Oh, that's killer. Which is amazing. Yeah. And then from there on out, it's just like from the end of the first season on forward, it's just on fucking fire. Okay, so, so I just gotta, go, you just quit a little bit too soon. And, I think. and honestly, it wasn't even like a quit. It was just kind of it just fell to the side because I enjoyed right. it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um. All right. So that needs to come back in. Um. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're that it's it's oh, God. So pumping good. for you. So good. Um. So here's a couple. Um. Now that I think problems with closure. Uh. One just as a note. Um. Uh, a movie highly recommended on this podcast some time ago. Um, considered one of the best films of 2015 by this podcast was It Follows. Oh, yeah. And that is now streaming for free on Netflix. So right on. fucking can't yeah. wait to see that. Um, cannot fucking wait to see that. God, what was the other fucking one I just had. Um, it's funny because uh, we watched that when Kaya was in town and she and I spent a lot of time talking about like how we would solve the predicament if we were in it. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Fun. You know, besides the way like a teenager solves it, which is like, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, exactly. Right. <laughs> pass it on to some unknowing other sucker. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's such an interesting movie. 
Oh, like, it just kind of sticks with you. It's so good. So simple, but yet it, like, sticks with you. So good. Um, and the last one, I don't remember, so let's roll. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. Happy to be here in 2017. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's Continuing happy new year, everybody. to uh, shed light on the things you should check out and the things you should avoid. And... Uh, uh, if anyone wants to review the podcast, I meant to say at the at the top, ever since I've been asking for these reviews, I think we've gotten two for all the time you I've motherfuckers. asked. motherfuckers. And selfish. iTunes has made it easier than ever. If you're actually uh, it, looking at the the episodes, not in like the, the very left nav where you have all your podcasts, but if you're clicked into our podcast, if you right click, you can actually rate without even going to the page. So if you right click, you can rate us. Ideally you give us five stars, but give us whatever you want. Uh, you can rate us right there without even leaving your iTunes interface. So just right click on one of our episodes. It'll let you do a rating right there in the right-click menu. That's all we're asking for. That's it. If you'd be so kind as to go and give us an actual review and let us know where you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you want to hear more of. What, yeah, what I'd, love to, I'd of. love for somebody to tell us, like, so cover we, off We know there's a bunch of you listening out there. We would love some feedback. It would be super helpful. Yeah. Uh, but do thanks. Thank you for listening in any, in any regard. And thanks as always to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance. Kaya. We appreciate you more and more every episode. We do. All right. Thanks everyone. See Catch you, you later. Next time. See you next time. <laughs>